Hello and welcome to this Mortgage Strategy mini podcast series, Talking Therapy, Maintaining Industry Relationships in Challenging Times. I'm Rebecca Kaman, Editor of Mortgage Strategy, and first up, I'm joined by Chris Pearson, Head of Intermediaries at HSBC. Hi, Chris. How are you? Hi. I'm very well indeed. Thank you, Rebecca. Thanks for having me on. And thank you so much for joining us today. Um. Chris, obviously, we've had a crazy year. What did lockdown life look like for you or continue to look like? Well, um, I think it's been pretty, pretty similar um, to everybody, actually. And from a, from a work point of view, um, lots, lots of things going on. We've had to repurpose a lot of our colleagues uh, across the whole bank, actually, to in particular handle payment holidays and help customers through those, uh, through those difficult few months. Um, we've had to um, move a lot of our, well, all our phone teams actually from, from contact centres, move them into a working from home mode. Uh, and that's been across the globe, actually. So not just in the UK, across all corners of the globe, we've now got virtual um, inbound contact centres, underwriting teams working um, from home, etc. All our BDMs are now working from home. They're uh, climbing the walls, if I'm being honest. They're desperate to get out and have a bit, a bit of face-to-face um, interaction. Um, but they are using, you know, they're, they're picking up the phone and using video conferencing, etc., um, to make sure they're keeping in touch with brokers. Um, but we have used quite a bit of technology um, over the last few months. Um, we've got a much improved use of AVMs and desktop valuations. So we try to keep the market ticking over, notwithstanding you can't have physical valuations or you couldn't. Uh, up until uh, a month or so ago. So we've been working closely with our valuation partners to essentially keep the show on the road. Um, and we've also introduced live chat and we've got a bit more functionality through our live chat function. So brokers not only can use phoners in a contact center, phone a BDM, they can also um, type in their questions using um, live chat. We've also um, taken advantage of other digital tools as well. Um, so use of digital ID and VA. So we haven't been asking brokers to um, get hold of the original documents. I'm sure they have to for their own compliance purposes. But for us, we've been saying, look, just send us a digital copy. We'll do the checks and balances at our end. And just to give you a sense of the numbers, Rebecca, I think it's worth worth noting that since lockdown, when we were in the market at 90% LTVs, we'd helped 22,000, north of 22,000 customers at higher LTVs up to 90%, customers who simply wouldn't have got on the, on the housing ladder. Um, nearly a quarter of a million calls into our um, broker help desk, all our colleagues working remotely. And over twenty thousand live chats, so we're really we're really proud of the way we've been able to respond, Rebecca. Yes, definitely, particularly in the high LTV market, Chris. Um, obviously, there's some challenges there with others, many others pulling out, and yeah. a bit of um, a struggle to actually deliver. You know, how 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 are you managing that at this stage with not much competition in the high LTV space? Um, if I'm being honest with you, Rebecca, would love there to be um, a little bit more, let's call it market participation at higher LTVs. We stayed in at 90% um, as long as we possibly could. Um, we're now at 85%. And, and HSBC has a very strong appetite at higher LTVs, but we need to find uh, the right way of being able to deploy that in a way that brokers can 
can really um, have a good journey with us. It was starting to get a little bit lumpy for, um, for, for, in terms of brokers first thing in the morning, um, logging on um, and then almost having a bit of a race to get their cases keyed. So we need to fix that um, and we would certainly like a few more participants in the market just to spread the load a little bit, Rebecca, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand that completely. Um, I don't know if you heard the news, but Boris Johnson is asking ministers to come up with a plan for long-term fixed rate mortgages, um, ninety-five percent, to with the government taking some of the risk. Do you think that's an out for you guys when it comes to capacity? Well, we you know we we welcome any any announcements from government that's uh, aimed at helping helping the market. Obviously, the um, the stamp duty holiday was another example of of, of government stepping in to try and support support the market um so yeah you know certainly we think it will it will be it will be helpful but we've got to make sure that that doesn't have you know in terms of what are called external stimulus doesn't have any other knock-on effects um such as sort of um increasing the house prices um unnecessarily and therefore making it even more difficult for younger borrowers to get on the on the housing ladder you've just got to be careful of those probably unintended consequences. Absolutely, good point. Um, other than the obvious challenges, Chris, at the moment there, what are your thoughts on other things that are going on for um, lenders, such as you know, the FCA's forbearance rules? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the FCA, um, they came out with their statement, their, uh, their new sort of guidelines on the 16th of September. So they're now in in play and essentially the forbearance rules are i'd I'd probably characterize it as as lenders offering tailored support um for for customers who who need that ongoing support so it's not necessarily just a one size fits all um approach like i guess payment holidays were to 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 an extent so essentially you've got a little bit more um sort of short and, and longer term support reflecting the circumstances of, of, of individual customers. So so things like, you know, extending the term, restructuring a mortgage, such as, you know, moving to part interest, part capital. Um, and, you know, you can continue to offer um, either no or reduced payments for um, a specified period as well. So, you know, banks really need to understand those individual circumstances and have a team of people, whether that's in their collections or arrears departments, that are talking to customers and making sure they're giving a real um, fair and reasonable approach to those customers that are asking for support. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a cre- an increasing number of um, borrowers now or would-be borrowers who have different circumstances. I'm sure there's less vanilla customers these days. What's the... Um, What's HSBC's approach to the, the less vanilla customers, the self-employed, etc.? We may see more self-employed now as many people being redundant. How, what, how, what's the approach there? Yeah, I mean, self-employed, uh, you know, a critical sector, isn't it, for, for the UK uh, and the UK economy? And, and I think I'd want to probably start this by underlining the point that, you know, self-employed customers, from what we see, are an, an exceptionally um, resilient um, group of group group of people, and as you say, they represent a large part and a growing part of the UK um, population. HSBC have always had a great affiliation to um, self-employed people and and and, and those with that those entrepreneurial spirits out out there, and we intend to to maintain that. 
Um, I think the key point here is we've got to continue and all lenders have to continue to assess affordability correctly. That's in the... Um, that's in all the handbooks that we need to uh, we need to follow. Those are in the, uh, that's the that's the MCOB guidelines. We need to make sure that we're assessing affordability in the right way. And I think with self-employed customers, that is going to take us and I think most lenders a little bit longer to assess. It's not just a case of you know looking at the previous year's tax returns, those SA three hundred twos, and making you know lending decision as we probably used to be able to. Most customers, all of us, probably have been impacted in some way through COVID-19 and therefore we need to take more of a tailored view of looking at what was what was life like before lockdown what is life like for that self-employed customer now post lockdown um, what's the income what the revenue is looking like what's profitability looking like and taking more of a detailed look at bank statements to see whether that affordability remains to be the case if that is the case we're very very happy to uh, make that judgmental lending decision but because it's a little bit more manual a little bit more probably bank statement driven with that little bit more analysis it is going to take us a little bit longer than it did before and that's probably where we're asking brokers to bear with us on that um, and just have a, a more of a robust detailed conversation with those self-employed clients so you you're really setting expectations with them on time scales mm-hmm. okay that makes sense Chris, we spoke back in early 2018. Feels like a lifetime ago now. <laughs> but it's actually yeah, two and a half years or so. Yeah, wow. Um, about the impact of Brexit, thinking that that was going to be the main changer for the market. What, what are you thinking now about it now that we've had the biggest curveball of all time thrown at us with coronavirus? Yeah, the B, the B word's steadily creeping back in, isn't the break the, the Brexit word? Um, I, I think in terms of the market, it, it it's a resilient market. It it does withstand a lot of knocks, and it always t- seems to to bounce back. I don't think um, on this occasion it's going to be anything different to that. You know, we I can't predict the timelines on this, Rebecca. Brexit will have an impact. You know, we don't know what sort of Brexit we're going to get and how that's going to impact the economy. And I guess how people are viewing the market moving forward, particularly retailers that have got customers based in based in Europe and contracts based in Europe. Who knows? What I do know is that um, you know there'll be there'll be demand for housing, um, there'll be demand for mortgages, there'll be demand for refinancing um, as well. So that that will carry on to what level and what timelines we yet to know. I think the key though next year will be we've got a, we've got a couple of potential cliff edges um one of them is the the end of um stamp duty holidays um at the end of q1 which interestingly also coincides um with the um the sort of coming to an end of the help to buy scheme both on both on the same day actually um so we've just got to be mindful that we're preparing for that so that we're well resourced so that any cliff edges um don't adversely affect um, that customer experience Absolutely. Um, at the time when we spoke um, two years ago, Chris, you predicted that later life lending would be a growth market. That seems yeah. to be proving to be the case. Definitely. Um, it definitely is. I'm, I, I haven't seen the latest numbers in terms of late life lending and how that's probably uh, been impacted through, um, through the, the pandemic. I suspect it's had a, as much as a slowdown proportionally as probably, probably the rest of the market. 
But what we do know is customers have a need in, in this sector. Um, and what we are seeing is significant supply uh, of new entrants coming in, into that market to serve customers in a way and in a professional way, probably that we haven't seen um, in the probably last few few years. So I think it's it's great for the market that these new areas are opening up to help customers at that at that end of the sector. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Chris, just finally today, um, what's the biggest lesson you've learned since lockdown began? Oh, I think the biggest lesson I've learned is be calm, carry on and be really resilient. And I think that's the case in, in, in my personal life um, as well as it is um, in business. And I think the other thing is communicate, 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 communicate. We can't do that physically anymore um, for the time being, but we can do it over the phone. We can do it by email and we can, can, can do it by video. We just need to keep talking because the more we talk and communicate, where we're at as a lender, the more we know our broker partners, uh, broker partners can convey that to their customers and make sure that we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you for those wise final words for now, Chris. I look forward to speaking to you again soon. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.